You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Uncorking a Story. Today, my guest is Allison Feinglass Yacht, the founder of Brave Hoods, a one-for-one company that donates a hoodie to a child or to the family member of a child who is undergoing cancer treatments. You might be asking yourself, why a hoodie? Well, the story about that is a personal one. Right before Allison's daughter Meredith was to enter kindergarten, she was diagnosed with cancer. As her hair fell out, Meredith wanted to blend in with her peers, which is a hard thing to do when everybody's staring at you. Meredith felt that scarves led to too much attention and hats didn't seem to work. The hoodie was the only thing that made her feel like a regular kid and it quickly became her favorite thing to wear. But Allison's story isn't just about selling or donating hoodies. It's about a mother's experience caring for a little girl with cancer. You can't help but be touched by the stories Allison shares, not only about the brave kids who are fighting cancer, but by the people who brought comfort and hope to Allison when her own daughter was going through treatment. This podcast is brought to you by the new novel, Winning Streak, a story about a young man struggling to get his life back on track after the sudden death of his father. I think it's a great book, but don't take my word for it. Listen to what Jenny, a reviewer from Amazon.com, has to say. It's a fun read that I read through in two days. I enjoyed all the sports and music tie-ins and also felt that, while I suppose it is a romance, it was actually more about hope after loss and how these characters disconnect and connect throughout their lives. You can pick up Winning Streak at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or wherever you buy books online. It's available in ebook or paperback if you still buy those things. All right, enough about that. Prepare to have your heart warmed by Allison Yacht and the story behind Bravehoods. Allison, I'd love to welcome you to Uncorking a Story. And I guess to begin, if you wouldn't mind just giving us an overview of Bravehoods and how it works. Sure. So um, Bravehoods is a nonprofit organization, and we have been around since 2013. Um, we ha- our mission is to give comfort to kids with cancer, and we also gift hooded T-shirts to siblings of kids with cancer. Um, and we really believe that it's a family event. Um, cancer doesn't just happen to one person. It happens to the whole family. And when it's a kid, it's particularly challenging because oftentimes people have more than one kid um, and the siblings often get left out. So we like to make sure um, that the kids, that all the kids in the family are recognized for their contribution to what's going on. And I don't know that I mentioned that we're a one-for-one organization. So the way we distribute our shirts um, is by people first buying them. So um, we're one for one. So when somebody buys a T-shirt, we are gifting 
a matching T-shirt um, to kids. So it's really a way of people being able to make a difference in a kid's life who really need it. Um, and they're making a difference in the whole family's life. So um, it's one of those um, kind of goes around um, giving, you know, it's a good thing is the way we, we like to think about it, that you're being able to wear your own shirt in support of Bravehoods, and then you're also giving one away to a kiddo who's going to really make a difference for. It sounds very similar to, who's the shoe company, Tom's, yes, um, exactly. that does that? Is that where this inspiration came from, or can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, um, that is where the inspiration came from. When This was something that when my daughter was going through cancer, we kind of had this idea probably about halfway through, and we had lots of time to think about the ways to do it. And, you know, we, we thought of just lots of different ways to be able to bring the general public in um, to make a difference in a family. And once we hit on that idea, it was just sort of like, yeah, that is such a, such a perfect way to go because there's just so many different ways that, you know, we're sort of spreading that good feeling. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice fit for our organization. So, I mean, t- I mean, Tom's kind of had that model of that, that one-for-one giving model, but where did the inspiration to actually create, you know, like, hooded sweatshirts come from? Sure. Um, so my daughter Mary was almost five. She was about a month away from turning five when we found out she had cancer, and you wouldn't think that a almost five-year-old would be so opinionated, <laughs> but I came to find that that is the case. Um, and she knew she was going to be bald, and, you know, we prepared for it, so we got her lots of hats and lots of scarves, and we practiced putting them on, but she really adamantly felt that having a scarf or a hat brought attention to her rather than trying to make it easier for her to blend in. Um, and she had a really hard time going anywhere except for the hospital or our house. And then, you know, I was talking to my family and my grandma and, all, you know, trying to figure out a solution. And my grandmother went to a store and found just a perfect zip cotton jersey hoodie. And that's what she lived in for, you know, the remainder of her treatment. The nice thing about a jersey hoodie is that it's you know, cotton. It's like your favorite t-shirt. Um, so your head doesn't sweat. It keeps you warm, but it also isn't, doesn't keep you too warm um, because that sometimes gets annoying having to take your, you know, your hoodie on and off. Um, so it's kind of good for all weathers. And it makes it so she had the control to put her, he- you know, her hoodie up when she felt that people were looking at her. And Lots of people <laughs> did look, and everybody knows what a bald kid means. You know, it, it 99% of the time means the kiddo is fighting cancer, but it, it's still something that people were curious about. And we didn't mind that, um, but we wanted to make it so she felt that she could kind of fit in um, without standing out with her little bald head. Um, and then, like I said, we kind of, you know, midway through decided, hey, you know, this is so helpful for her. Why don't we see about, you know, making this available for other kids? And it's a a simple 
simple thing, but it really makes a difference. Um, so that is um, that was that was where we started, and we've now got um, zip hoodies, and we've got pullover hoodies, and they're all. Um, right now, they're all a nice jersey, soft cotton, and we're going to bring sweatshirts in, but we haven't quite done that yet. You mentioned um, it was very important for her to feel as if she could blend in. Why? Why does that? Why was that so important to her? I mean, feeling like that she could blend in. Right. So you know, when we, I spent a lot of time with her that year. We didn't. Um, she was supposed to go into kindergarten that year. Um, and she went every, you know, couple of days. Um, she would go for a couple of days at a time. Um, and then, you know, she would have treatment, and then we wouldn't go for a couple of weeks. So almost wherever we went, even school where kids knew exactly what was happening, you know, people <laughs> would kind of stare. And we got very comfortable, especially to kids. We got very comfortable saying, hi, my name is Mary. I have cancer you know, the treatment makes my hair fall out or something very similar to um, to that, that, a, you know, a five-year-old could say and another kid could understand. And once they did that, once she made that introduction or I made that introduction, then the kid, you know, the other child never didn't look at her again, you know, or didn't, it, the baldness didn't, wasn't curious anymore. They had an explanation and they could go on and, you know, talk or whatever it was that, kids do. <laughs> um, so she kind of, before the hood, she felt that everybody was looking at her. And, you know, for the most part, she was right. Um, there was a lot of that going on. And this just made it so she felt that she could go out and not be quite so noticeable. Now, as, as a mom, I'm sure um, it, it was, uh, to say that it was, um, Hard to hear the news uh, that your daughter has cancer, had cancer, was, was I'm sure, devastating. How, I mean, for, for, the, for the other parents who are listening, how, what, what are some of the things that you personally did to, to kind of get, you know, I, I don't want to say cope through the news, but kind of deal with the news? Um, that's a good question. Uh, something that was very helpful for me, and, and I've thought about this, and how the relationship to bravehood was little pieces of luck, I guess, um, or hope or prayer. However, you know, people see those pieces of jewelry or a shirt or a hat. Um, you know, I had <laughs> kind of on me at all times something that reminded me that you need to breathe. And really what it was helping me with was getting me to be able to breathe so I could help her to breathe because, you know, as you might imagine, we were kind of connected at the hip and she, you know, not only had to deal, well, I guess we both not only had to deal with our own emotions about it, but we had to deal with the other one's emotions about it. So I had to make sure that I was as calm as I could be <laughs> and, um, you know, certainly I was able to show her that I was afraid of certain things, but that I was also strong. And that's how, you know, she needed to be. Um, and it wasn't every day that we were strong. <laughs> and um, But for the most part, you know, we got through it by reminding ourselves little 
pieces of, of hope and inspiration. Um, and anybody who gave me um, anything, I mean, we had the most incredible support, I, I can't even tell you. And I don't know if people knew that that's what I needed or if they felt that's what I needed. But, I, you know, I would have strangers in the hospital come up and give us a little knitted angel. Um, and I still have that. I still have all of that stuff. And that, to me, is something material was helpful to, to get me through it, that I could look at it and say, and I can hold it and say, this is what's going to get me through it. And as I've thought about that more, you know, I, there is, to me, a connection with Bravehoods. When you put something on that makes you feel strong, then you feel strong. Um, so to me, that was sort of all part of it, is that I needed a little bit of extra something in the way of something that I could hold or touch to make me feel more strong and in control. It's, it's funny. Like I remember like as a kid – uh, kind of growing up, I have a twin brother, and we would oftentimes like pretend we were superheroes. You know, this is what you did, I guess, in the seventies, right? Are you sure. And we would like take take swimming towels. We grew up in South Florida, and we would take you know towels that we would use to dry off from the pool and, and like wrap them around our neck and pretend that we were superheroes and we'd be big and we'd be strong. And it it seems like um, the just like the the maybe the um the act of putting something on or the act of just having something to hold can be a source of of strength whether it's physical or emotional i totally agree i totally agree and you know for for the kids going through it they need that extra piece because you are it's such a long process. Uh, you know, Meredith's treatment was a year. Some kids have treatments two and three years. And it is so long. <laughs> and it's exhausting. And they need stuff, uh, you know, and parents need stuff to make that less, oh, uh, what's the word I want to use? Uh, make it more concrete is really what I'm trying to say is, you know, when I hold this, I feel better. When I wear this, I feel better. Um, and those little things day to day make a huge difference. How did you, how did you guys come up with the name Bravehoods? It's such a great name. Um, how did you come up with it? Um, we had lots of names. <laughs> we had hoodies for hope and all sorts of things that were going through. And I did a brainstorming session with some friends and brave was just a word that we used all the time. So once, you know, we, we sort of narrowed it down, um, it was just a natural fit. And then it was sort of one of those things where, like, yep, that was it. We didn't even – everybody agreed, and, and that, was, uh, that was the end of it. It just fit so perfectly. And, I mean, I mean you're, you talk about the experience um, that you and, and your family – went through and it, it seems like there were some kind of, uh, I mean, obviously I'm sure filled with fear. Um, not, not, not just a little bit of sadness, probably a, a lot of it, but were there elements or moments during that period of time where, um, you know, people did things or, or you realize that, Hey, you know, there is, I don't want to say there's a silver lining here because that sounds so cliche, but, but to say like, oh, my goodness, my faith in humanity is restored because of some act of kindness or because of, 
you know, something that, that you received along this, this journey? Absolutely. I mean, over and over again. And, you know, I, I've always been an optimist. <laughs> I've tried, you know, at times when it's not easy. Um, I, you know, that's always in the back of my head. Um, and there were times where, you know, optimism just wasn't an option. Um, but, you know, there are, there are people who walk the earth who don't realize what a huge impact that they make on other people. And maybe not all the time, and maybe it was just me that they made that incredible impact on. But, you know, I would be, we went to New York for her radiation. So we lived in New York for two months with my mother and father-in-law, which I could not have, you know, if you have to be out of your house, there's no better place than to be with grandparents. <laughs> so they took such good care of us. And something about, I'm originally from New York, so something about being in New York and um, and thinking that all these New Yorkers are, you know, these tough people um, that, you know, was, I was going to be, you know, kind of just one of a, a million people being rushed in and out of the hospital, and that is not at all how it was, not in New York and not here in Colorado. And like I said before, you know, I can remember getting into an elevator, and this woman um, was there with her husband who was going through treatment, and she said, can I hug you? Like, I see you every morning here, and I just, you know, I just want to, you know, send you my love. And for her to be going through something with her husband and to take time out of her heart, you know, time and energy to give to me was something that I just, I can never forget. And, and it, you know, it wasn't just her, thankfully. It, there was many people who, total strangers, you know, would just offer me a hug or you know, a, a, a little knit angel or something like that, and it made my day. And when appropriate, I try to do the same thing, and sometimes I've messed that up and it hasn't been appropriate, and that's, you know, been unfortunate. Um, and sometimes I feel like, you know, I have made a small difference to somebody's life, and, you know, they needed, uh, you know, some inspiration at that moment. So I think... I definitely think there is a silver lining, as cliche as it is. Um, you know, the the outpouring of love that came from both people we know and people we didn't know is what really got us through it, for sure. Um, I mean, that that's a. I mean, I, I'll be honest; I had a little tear in my eye when you you were telling me that story about. Uh, you know, we we New Yorkers, and I say we because I, I I think I live close enough to New York to consider myself somewhat of a New Yorker. Definitely. But <laughs> but like, you know, we here, you know, who are known to be tough and kind of brash and certainly impatient, and we are all those things. But um, just the outpouring of love that I see um, in uh, in New Yorkers, um, you know, whether it be right after nine eleven or you know, and other things that we've gone through. Um, it, it is true. I mean, it is, it is true. And, and, and those little, those little actions, those little micro moments, um, you know, really do mean a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's maybe more, not more significant, but more surprising because New Yorkers have such a, 
a stereotype of <laughs> of gruffness, and that's not that was not my experience. <laughs> so, absolutely. Now, when you when when somebody buys um, buys a hoodie, um, and um, you know you, you you get that order. How do you determine where the sort of donated one goes? Like, what's what's that what's that process? Sure. So um, we send out shirts basically in three different ways. Um, we have a, a sign up sheet on our website that's um, for caregivers um, and for hospitals. So if um, you know if if a mom has heard about us at the hospital or through a friend. She can go online, and not just a mom, a dad, an aunt, an uncle, um, you know, anybody related to the kid can go online and fill out all the information, um, and then we ship it out from there. We also pack up um, boxes of about 30 shirts at a time with a variety of sizes and colors and designs and ship that to hospitals. We ask um, the Child Life Department to distribute those to kids that need a little pick-me-up that day. Some kids, you know, are in the hospital just for a couple hours. Some kids are in the hospital for months and months. And the child life people know who, you know, who needs a little smile. Um, so we ask them to distribute them. And then the third way um, that our shirts get out to kids is through nonprofit organizations. So um, Ronald McDonald houses, um, we ship to them the same way we ship to hospitals. Um, and... Um, we do a lot of stuff over the summer with camps, so um, we'll, you know, we'll get the full orders from all the kids their sizes. We pack them all up, and then they have a Brave Hoods night where all the kids get their hoodies. And then <laughs> they, I'm, I'm, I always imagine I've never been there for one of these, but I'd like to go. But I always imagine there's like a lot of trading going on, you know, like oh, I like that color better than this color, and <laughs> so um, so that to me sounds like a fun evening that I've got to get up for. But I've seen lots of pictures, and it looks really cool. Now I know. I mean, you you started this as um, I mean, it was very very close to home for you, and it, it was a moment of inspiration to to do something like this. And I'm sure you know you don't do something like that looking for accolades or looking for thank yous, but I'm sure you've received some over the over the years. Can you does anything kind of come to mind as a a story of of somebody receiving? Um, a bravehood and, you know, them sharing their thanks with you? Um, sure. Uh, today, actually, I, I've, it's nice um, to have a, a story from today, which, you know, they all start in in difficult ways. Um, a family found, a, a friend of, let's see, okay, so my friend's friend found out that her daughter has cancer about two weeks ago, and, you know, as I almost... <laughs> can't read about something like that without sending something. Um, so that was like my first thought was, you know, it was on Facebook and she mentioned that her friend's daughter. So immediately, you know, okay, let's send her something. And she has um, a sister and a brother. So we packed up some shirts um, and they just received them. We also sent in, I, we had these mugs made up um, that have our logo on one side and on the other side, it says breeze. And like I said before, that was something that really helped me was just somebody to say breathe. <laughs> so we sent down um, some brave hoods and some mugs, and I got an email from my friend this morning that just said the mom opened it up and immediately <laughs> started bawling, and, you know, just it's made a huge difference already. Um, and, and she mentioned the mugs, which made me just feel for, for that mom in a way 
that that makes me know that what we're doing is making a difference. Um, so, you know, going to the I, I know that lots of kids wear their brave hoods to the hospital when they have that either that day or that week that they need to be there. So, giving them something that they're you know they're all the kids can wear and feel connected um, was beautiful. And I was so appreciative of that note today, especially because. Today I've got a lot going on, and you know there's a whole bunch of stuff happening. And and I told her that that reading her note just put everything back into perspective for me. That this is that's what I'm doing, <laughs> is trying to give hope to moms and to kids and to fathers, you know, families generally. Um, and the fact that that note came today just just made me be able to breathe a lot easier today. And I I needed that. So um, so I'm. So grateful for the notes and the pictures, and there's nothing better to me than getting pictures of kids with their siblings. You know, they're all wearing the shirts. Um, it's just a, it, it's something that has never um, I've never gotten used to. It's always exciting when somebody sends me a picture. <laughs> so. Now, b- before before you go, um, I do want to give you a chance to tell everybody who is listening to this how they can support Bravehoods, whether it's through uh, donations, gifts, buying uh, buying a shirt for themselves. How, how would people go about doing that? Sure. Well, thank you. Um, the our website is www.bravehoods.org, and on our website, there's you know our story, how we got started. And there's a place um, to shop. And um, in our shop, there's a you can there's basically three different ways um, that you can support us. One is to buy a hoodie. We always love that because you're wearing the hoodie, and people are asking you questions about it. And then you can say, "I support Brave Hoods," and you know this hoodie. There's a matching hoodie out there someplace that a kid is wearing, um, and they're going through treatment. So. That is our favorite way of getting the word out. Um, and like I said, for each one we sell, um, we'll give one away, and it goes in our next shipment. Um, the second way that people can support us is they don't—they have enough shirts and they don't need any more shirts. We have something called No Shirt for You, but we'll give away two. We really like to rhyme here at Bravehood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that basically is $35.00. And we, you don't get any shirt, and we send two shirts out to the hospital. And then the third way to support us is a donation, and we take donations of any amount. Um, and for each $35, two shirts go out. So if somebody wanted to donate $20, then we wait for uh, you know another till it matches 35, and then that one goes out, um, or that two goes out. So. Um, Lots of different ways to support us. And, in fact, you know, one of the best ways to support us is just to talk about us on Facebook or Twitter or wherever um, and sort of get the word out. Um, we're in a big getting the word out phase right now, um, and it seems to be working, so I'm really excited. Now, I know um, you you started this organization, and uh, obviously uh, your own daughter, um, her own diagnosis and, and going through treatment was um, obviously that you you wouldn't have done it if, if that did not happen. Um, can you you know as, as we wrap up, can you just tell us how your daughter is doing today? Oh, thank you. Yeah, she is. She's ten and a half. <laughs> 
um, and she's doing great. She has long, beautiful hair um, that she is growing out and getting ready to donate to um, a little girl who is, you know, going to be bald and needing some hair, and that's something she's been working on for a couple of years, and I, I, I look forward to that day for her because I know that's going to be really important and exciting for her. Um, she's in fourth grade, and she's doing great. She ha- I have a son who uh, they get in unbelievable amounts of trouble, so I'm not looking forward to, <laughs> to this Christmas break <laughs> because we're going to have to keep occupied so there's no trouble around the house. Well, it sounds like uh, everything is normal in that regard then. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I should mention that in, gosh, in March, she is officially five years cancer-free. Oh, that's fantastic. And, yeah. So that is, you know, that is frankly a day I, I, I could not have imagined six years ago. Um, but now that we're closer, I just I can't wait for that day. So absolutely. All right. Well, Alton, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me this morning. And um, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Oh, well, Mike, thank you so much for this opportunity. I, I just I cannot tell you how excited I am um, to, to help get the word out. And I really, really appreciate your interest. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, that's my interview with Allison Gott of Bravehoods. I hope you're as inspired by her story as I am. And I hope that it made your heart feel a little bit warm. I want to remind you that you can go to www.bravehoods.org to help support Allison and the team at Bravehoods. I also want to leave you with this one clip that really struck home for me in our interview. There are people who walk the earth who don't realize what a huge impact they make on other people. Yes, there are people who walk the earth who don't realize the impact they have. And today... I'm asking you to be one of those people. Until next time, I'm Mike Carlin, and this is Uncorking a Story.